Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Hello and welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. Now today I am interviewing a very, very special lady, someone that I've been reaching out to for a while and both our schedules were quite busy, but now it is my pleasure to introduce you to the wonderful Penny King, who is a fellow Serenity presenter on um, UK Serenity Radio and she is a phenomenal she is phenomenal with crystals and you all know I love my crystals welcome Penny welcome hi Pearl thank you it's it's, a, it's lovely to have you I'm quite excited to hear all about your background and I know we're going to touch on crystals I'm sure we're going to just touch oh on I'm sure I'm sure we will touch on crystals <laughs> so without further ado I will go straight into the first question okay Penny, can you describe your career path to date, please? Right, my career path. When I first left school, I wanted to go into catering to be a chef. So I went to catering college and played with loads of big knives and everything else and started making cakes professionally, but decided it wasn't for me. So from there... Um, I got a job in the NHS um, in a sexual health clinic and worked within sexual health in many guises for all about 14 years Um, until my children were at the age of they were all at secondary school and I decided right what do I want to do now Mm. so I then went on still within the NHS to train to be a therapy radiographer. So I got a job at Mount Vernon Cancer Centre and I worked there two days a week and went off to university three days um, to train to be a radiographer. And I stayed at Mount Vernon up until three years ago. So in total, I worked for the NHS in research, in oncology, in sexual health for 28 and a half years. Um, And it was towards the end of the 28 and a half years that um, I became ill. I was diagnosed with ME and had to have a long period of time off work. And it was during that time that I really found meditation, which led me to crystal healing, crystals and all other holistic methods. Um, And I left the NHS three years ago now to do what I'm doing and what I love and is my passion full time. So that's a brief synopsis. (laughs) But that is wonderful. And the amount of people I speak to that have had that, that we go through full on corporate lives and realise it's not for us. I mean, you've heard my story. I literally hit burnout. Um, When you get to be three months off with pneumonia, when it only started with a cough, it's your body saying no stop. So it's it's Definitely. lovely to see my favourite word, synchronicities, to see the synchronicities with yes. the people I'm interviewing and then we take a certain path, which is which means I'm I'm very glad you did that because it means I've got to meet you and it means that yes, I can learn from you and everything. <laughs> I'm gonna move on and ask a few more questions now. Can yeah. Name three things that made you choose your current career and why you might well have touched on that in your brief introduction. Yeah. Um, the latter part of when I worked in oncology, um, it got to the stage where I was doing support groups, talks in support groups, breast cancer support groups and different things. And I was talking to um, men and women um, about how they can integrate 
holistic therapy alongside traditional conventional medicine. Um, and it just got to the stage where it came to the forefront more and more. Um, and I had people um, using tuning forks because um, I do sound and sound vibration as well as crystals and um, carrying crystals around. And they'd stop me and say, oh, I'm carrying these crystals. You know, um, are these the right ones? So I just had to make the choice. Um, and my journey was progressing and I was learning more and more different things and our journeys never end. We're forever learning, um, and forever changing. Um, what I do at the moment is going through a big change. Um, so it was just sort of the flow of it. And I tried to leave the NHS on three separate occasions, handed my notice in, um, and had a leaving day and something would happen and I'd be pulled back. Um, but yeah, I just had to go with it in the end. I, I got told, um, by the powers that be, you know, you have to make a decision one or the other. You cannot do the two. Yeah. Um, so I went with what I loved. Yeah. Good choice. Very good choice. <laughs> now, moving on from that, what key values does your business offer you? I... My key values, I treat a person as a whole. So if somebody comes to me and I, all my key values, whatever I use with my clients, I use for myself. Um, not as much as I should do, not as much as all of us should do. Um, but yeah, I, I do use for myself. So it's, it's about treating the whole person. So not just the physical, but looking at the emotional, mental, spiritual, the, the person as a whole. Um, and I love it when somebody comes to me and they experience crystal energy for the first time or any sort of vibrational energy. Um, it is just absolutely amazing. So the other thing, it's very important, um, and I instill this in all my students, um, to look after yourself. Because how can you expect to help others if you're not helping yourself and we are all you know bad at this times and I hold my hand up you know many a time I've had somebody tell me you know don't you think you ought to be looking after yourself so yeah so it's all it's all about looking after the whole person whether it be yourself or somebody else definitely very much self-healing and that that I can relate to because we were only chatting before we started the interview and you were you were flagging to me should I <laughs> on how much I was working is when you do something you love you don't always see it as work but we don't but then you can find you do it too long and you mm. wear yourself out simply because you're loving what you're doing and the time just goes past and before you know it you've been working 18 hours then you think yeah. oh, maybe I should stop <laughs> Many a time I've sat up working until half past three in the morning, go to bed and then up at six o'clock yeah. to carry on. So, yeah. yeah, very much so. Yes. And this is where it's good where we connect with people like you and I, where we can tell each other and say, look, we can see, because the amount of people now that I know that will say to me, what's this? You're on Facebook at half past two in the morning. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> And I think, yes, I have to learn. And it is, it's so many times, like when you say, when we're speaking to our students, to our clients or customers, we teach exactly what we believe in. But sometimes we forget to follow that ourselves. And it's like a wake up call. A big wake up call. And if you don't listen, you you will be made to listen in a very big way. Hence coming down with, a, you know, like you said, with pneumonia and different things so you can only push it so far and then you will be stopped yeah and this is where since I've started the spiritual journey I've realized like when I've had a really busy diary suddenly I'll wake up so on a Monday and the first person will cancel and before I know it 
that Monday instead of being back to back, mm-hmm. all the meetings get cancelled. Yeah. I sit there and I think that spirit, that's my guides working on that because they're telling me, if you won't stop, we'll make you stop. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Very much so. So now this is this question I throw in, this comes from my corporate days. Uh-huh. But it is just to say, but it's very interesting to see the answers we get from that. Penny, what keeps you awake at night? What keeps me awake at night? Um, my guide's talking to me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and all of us, you know, it's during the night that I find mainly the inspiration in that comes. So I will be forever waking up and jotting notes down and going back to sleep and that sort of thing. Um, I'm not the sort of person that will let anything worry me to such an extent that it will keep me awake at night. When I worked for the NHS, yes, maybe. (laughs) Um, But not now. (laughs) Definitely not now. So it's all to do with um, furthering my knowledge and the information and that that I want to get out to people. So, yeah. So I see it as a positive. I see it as a positive. I see it as a positive. And this is, and this again reflects a lot of the guests I've had on. That when people say, either they say they sleep perfectly well, they've got no worries, and yeah. that is a telltale sign they're doing exactly what they should be doing. Mm. Or people will say, yes, they wake up in the night, but it's because they're excited and they've got yeah. an idea. And that's you and I. I mean, the, yeah. I've learned now that if I do wake up in the night, yes, I ask my guides to give me downloads whilst I'm sleeping. But sometimes there's so many downloads, I just wake up and I know now I cannot try and get back to sleep. So I'm sad. I have my my iPads and everything beside the beds because I know that if I'm going to wake up, I can go and I can stop working on things and get in ideas. But it is, again, synchronicity where we look at it that. Is. Um, we see and you know it's working and it's a positive so again it's showing me that you're in exactly the right place doing exactly what you should be doing yeah which which again that's why I say I like that question because although it it comes from a corporate background that's what a lot of the reporters will ask the CEOs in this context it just reflects that we're doing the right thing so Mm. Yes, pleased about that. Now, Penny, where and how do you work best? Where and how do I work best? I love, I I have my own therapy room, of course. So I love working in my therapy room. Um, Other than that, it would be in my bedroom. (laughs) Um, I, I do a lot of my thought processing in my bedroom and a lot of my writing in my bedroom. Um... And yes, I have loads of crystals around me, um, crystals to help me sleep as well as to inspire me. Um, but I would say mainly within my therapy room because I, the energy in there I've built up over the years. And yeah, I love teaching in here and seeing clients in here. And yeah. That is brilliant. Again, you get to have the feel and um, how anyone listening any member of the audience will say yes they start to resonate with that personality and no and I say to all the listeners make sure you're taking notes because this lady knows so much you'll get so much wonderful information and after this is aired make sure you reach out to Penny first because there's going to be a long waiting list of people when they hear of everything she knows and everything that you can reach out and say yes please want to work for you as always we will share all the links in the description to the podcast so you know how to connect with penny when you want to now this where you're saying sort of where and how do you work best could really resonate with that because yes i work in an office environment which is really a spare bedroom but Mm. it's a nice and i've got a nice corner desk but half of it is taken up with crystals and okay. I'm thinking I need a bigger desk. But then <laughs> you say about working in the bedroom, I yes, my bedroom is like my sanctuary. Like I say, when I can't sleep, mm. I'm automatically taking down notes and thinking, yes, that's where I meditate, that's where I do my affirmations. So I have different places so I know that that's my quiet space and that's yeah. I can close the door 
and it's just me and I'm not going to be interrupted. And it makes such a difference. It, it does make such a difference. And it, it's a bit like earlier, I was setting up for this podcast and I immediately went to, because I do have an office, and I immediately went to the office and I thought, no, this doesn't feel right. So I got the laptop and everything and brought it downstairs. And I'm, yeah, I'm sitting in my therapy room and, you know, the energy, yeah, the energy is just, and I can feel everybody around me. So that it's great. And you saying that I can feel, I'm getting goosebumps as you're saying <laughs> that. So again, the energy, I love it when I do these interviews because the energy just gets better and better once you've got that connection yeah and literally feel it Mm. that's when I start to attune to my guides and I'm very early on my journey attuning to my guides but I can already see they're getting all excited (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I I will move on where we've said about where you like to work best what tools do you use that makes your work life easier well, of course, I've got my crystals um, because it's good for somebody to see something physical when you're um, talking about vibrational energy and everything like that. Um, and I work a lot with sounds, so I have tuning forks, singing bowls, you name it, it's here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so my tools are... The physical tools that I have are the crystals and other stuff that I have. Um, but also, I do use my my guides a lot. Yeah. My guides are there continuously to to support and help me and direct me in the right direction. So yeah. I mean, this is what I'm learning. I know mutual friend of ours, Joe Dupfield, she, yeah. she helped me with my guides because, yes, I was getting all these things and I, I was probably pestering her no end because I'd say, <laughs> I've got this and I don't know what it means. So she says, right, we're going to work out what yes and no from your guides mean so that you understand and you can, and it is, yeah. I'm starting to zone in and see. And like, I get a real feeling at the back of my, head towards the top of my neck when they're they're pleased with something and they get really excited and with one specific guide it goes right the way down my back and it goes across and down my arms when they're Mm -hmm. pleased and I'm getting that now because they're saying yes they're pleased with it and I'm finding my crown chakra's opening up now yeah so it's different to me it's all brand new so it's it's actually realizing what is it I'm experiencing but yeah you probably do all that and there's probably ways to use certain crystals that will help to amplify that as well yeah yeah there are you know certain crystals that can amplify and certain ways um to give to give an example I had a client this morning um and she came for a healing session um but I knew it wasn't going to be a healing session um with me if, if you come to me you come for a session um, and it goes as it goes and incorporates whatever is needed because um, I can't le- let you leave here without whatever it is that you need. So that's how I work. And it ended up being a spiritual counselling session. Yeah. Um, and that's what, and she is very new on her spiritual path. And I got to hold certain crystals and feel the energy and where she felt it within her body um, and different things. And then we made the grid out of them and connected her to, you know, her guides because she says to me, she says, I can't connect. I can't connect. Um, So, yeah. So that was my morning this morning, which was just amazing. I was going to say, it sounds absolutely wonderful. I mean, I, mm. I know, I mean, you might have seen me talking about my Herkimers for a while. Yeah. Did any of my posts went to our family caravan at the weekend and it's where my mother passed away. So it's mm-hmm. for a while I couldn't go there, couldn't go there. Yeah. And then I walked, I, me being me, think, oh, I'll wear my Herkimer set to the caravan. <laughs> I was seeing orbs. I didn't sleep. 
a wink. And normally yeah. it's the one place I chill out and I relax. And of course, because it's such a confined space, I couldn't mm. really put the Herkimers anywhere that was going to be far enough away from me. So yeah. myself, when I go to the caravan, do not wear the Herkimers because you get no sleep. And it's it's obviously a good place for spirit to connect with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's the one place I relax. It's like when mm. we get there and I'm with nature and I can be stressed to the eyeballs and as soon as I get out and or we hit certain things because it, like, it's the middle of Wales on the top of a mountain. Yeah, lovely. And it's just peace and quiet. Mm. And you don't realise you need it until you get there. <laughs> precisely my go-to place is the sea for me to re-energize I just go to the sea and just literally stand in the waves and I can remember one year I was with a friend and it was the middle of winter and I said to her I've got to go down to the sea I have to stand in the waves (laughs) she said to me Penny it's freezing so she would only let me stand in the waves wearing a pair of Wellington boots (laughs) but I had to stand in the waves Wellington boots or not (laughs) Yes, there is something about waves. It's mesmerising. That's something else. I was brought up near the sea, and now I'm in the middle of... I'm smack bang in the middle in the Midlands, so it's very hard to find water, yeah. whereas I'm used to going to the top of a hill and seeing water everywhere you look. Yeah. Yes, I can really resonate with that as well. Mm. <laughs> Right, I've deviated as is my want when we do. That's fine. <laughs> if we hit a subject that I know is going to resonate, I'm afraid I go off with that. But I will go back to the question. <laughs> um, Penny, what would you have done differently in your life if you'd known then what you know now? Oh, <laughs> quite a few things. I wouldn't have got married as young as I did um number one um what else and I wouldn't have stayed working for the NHS as long as I did I wouldn't have dragged it out because it got to the stage where I got up in the morning and I just hated it the thought of going into work was just and when you get to that stage you know that it's time to make a change um and yet again I didn't listen (laughs) I just thought no it's fine I can carry on doing the two um but yeah um so they're probably the only two things I would say so one that shows you definitely on the right path Mm. and you can actually look back and see those key points in your life Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, And I know that, you know, with the marriage thing, it was for a reason. It was for a reason. And at the time, yeah. But looking back, no. Yeah. I I must admit, when I went through my divorce, it was a big wake-up call because I kept thinking I wasn't happy for ages. Mm -hmm. When, When the marriage ended, I still thought, oh, I'm not, I'm not strong enough to be on my own. But, oh, yes, I was. It was the yeah. most wonderful awakening mm. to realise just what I was capable of. And that was it. I just yeah. went back and I just flew off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's it. I mean, it, it could be, you know, a marriage. It could be a job. It could be where you're living that's just keeping you there in that one place. And as soon as you step over that fear factor, you jump off that cliff, so to speak. Um, things change dramatically, dramatically even. Um, And that's what happened with me at work. Um, And I've got another couple of big things or cliffs, shall I say, that I need to step off, which will be shortly. Yeah. And this is where we're saying when we do that work and you move forward, you're always learning, you're always growing. You are, Yeah. yeah. You are. You you never stop. And if anybody says that, you know, they know it all, they they don't because you're forever learning. I learn from my students. I learn from my clients. Um, yeah, you're just, you're just a sponge that just takes it all in. Yeah. 
is and what you've heard me say about the three sides of the triangle yeah do the work yourself but spirit universe destiny will come in and help Mm -hmm. but by doing that work you move forward and create the vacuum and that's where the universe supports the vacuum and it fills it with all the good stuff and helps you move forward. Yeah. But each time you do that doesn't mean you finish because, yes, you've taken a massive step and you've moved forward. Now you've got to start again. Exactly, because you've got a different starting point, but you're still into yeah. your journey. So you're still going to yeah. keep moving and that, will, that cycle will keep happening yeah. all the time you're learning. And it, is, it carries on all the time. There, there, there is never an end. Even when you know we leave this life physically, there is never an end. It, it still continues. Still continues. Completely agree with you there mm. on all points. Yeah. Now I'm going to completely mix it up again. <laughs> See, I do this. Don't I? <laughs> That's good. Penny, what is your biggest challenge and why? Okay. Now I thought about this <laughs> and. Anybody that knows me will know definitely that this is my biggest challenge, and that is boundaries. Boundaries are a big challenge with me because I'm the sort of person who likes to help everybody and would do anything for anybody. Um, But I have started to put boundaries in. Um, My students, I have always said to them, you can call me anytime, and, yeah, I have had the odd student that calls me at two o'clock in the morning. Um, But I am getting very good now with boundaries Um, and I have put some in place. Um, So that is my biggest, my biggest thing. And a lot of people have been surprised when I've turned around and said no, Mm. um, because it's something that I don't normally do. And Michelle will definitely back me up on that. (laughs) We are so alike. Because so many people say that to me because I automatically, I naturally want to please people. So mm. everything you're saying, I can resonate in so many ways. And then people will say to you, learn to say no. And the first mm. few times you say it, that's when you squirm and you feel awful. Yeah. And you get the result and people just take it. And I yeah. think, and normally I go into shock then because they've just said, you know, I've said no, I might give them a reason. But even before I finish giving them the reason, they've just taken it. It's a no, not at this time. And mm. they left it. And I think, why didn't I do that before? <laughs> yeah. But I, I've set boundaries now across the board with family, work-wise, everything. Um, so, yeah, it's been a bit of a change. Yeah. But again, this is where you see and you learn and you grow. And although, it, and I find it's the stuff that we find hardest that takes yes. most effort is what gets the greatest rewards. And by doing that, you see so many fantastic changes. Then I, I totally agree, and it's it's the same with crystals. So if a, if you hold a crystal and it feels uncomfortable, that's the crystal you should be working with. That isn't the crystal that you should be putting back because it's hitting a point that you need to deal with. So, yes, <laughs> I like that. That's really resonating with me. <laughs> yes, because that's resonating within a child stuff with me, I think, because that's come up a few times. And I think, mm. oh, yeah, I'm okay. It's all, it's all working okay. I'm in flow. There's nothing yeah. to do there. Yeah. But then it comes back again. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's like peeling an onion. Yeah. Um, you know, you peel one layer and you're okay for a little while. And then something pops up and you have to peel another layer. And, you know, a certain crystal might work for a certain period of time. And one that would work for you would not necessarily work exactly the same for me because, you know, our energies mix with the energies of the crystals and it's, the outcome is totally different. Um, so, yeah, but I can relate very much to inner child work. And I, I have two crystals that are my go-to crystals I love fossilized wood um, or petrified wood as some people will call it which is very grounding but inner child self-love anything like that it's rhodochrosite um, and that is a very yeah 
oh, now I, I've never heard about that and my head's going absolutely bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, oh, oh, but you see, this is, this is me. Now, anyone that likes crystals will probably resonate with this. I used to have a very large handbag because I would choose, I would do all these things and I think, like, what crystals do I need to take with me? And I put them in the handbag and then I wondered yep. why my shoulder was aching because I didn't realise I had, <laughs> it's almost ritualistic. And I'd have, like, I'd get, like, the, um, all oh, the tumble stones, but I'd mm-hmm. get four or five at a time. So I think I don't need just one. I need lots more because I want lots of this. Like <laughs> I carry all these things about. And then I thought, no, this is silly. You have to learn <laughs> to do things yeah. in degrees and not go all out because I'm sure all of them were probably clashing with each other. The amount of stuff I used to luck around with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to carry around quite a biggish bag and have lots of crystals in there and people would pick it up and say, my God, you've got bricks in here or something. How can you carry this? And I can remember being in Madeira with my mum and my sister and we were in a little market and there was a stall there that sold crystals and I got chatting to the lady and she said to me, she said, there's one crystal that I've really been after. So I sort of said, oh, what's that? So she said, and the cogs started going and I'm thinking, I've got one of those in my bag. I'm sure I have. (laughs) So we went off and we had coffee and I'm rooting through my bag. And by the end of it, the whole table was covered in crystals. And I found the crystal and I went back and I said, there you go. You can have that. I said, I obviously had it with me for a reason. You need it. You have it. Um, So, yeah, I can relate to that. But my bag now is a small bag. (laughs) So that I can only put a couple of crystals in there. Yeah, and I do that. And now I wear crystals as jewellery instead. Precisely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Loads of bracelets and earrings and everything else. We are so alike. (laughs) And and down the bra, because that's a very good place to keep them. Yes. Yeah. So remind me again, what was the crystal beginning with R? Rhodochrosite. Right, I'm going to have to look that up. What What is it a family of? What is it connected with or is it not? It is, it's very much connected with the heart and self-love and deep sort of childhood trauma and that sort of thing. Right. So, yeah, very, very much a go-to crystal. You know what's on my shopping list now, don't you? I know what's on your shopping list. <laughs> right, I'm going to have to move on. We, I, see, I'm just loving this. We're talking crystals. Oh, <laughs> now this now everyone i've spoken to about this they did flag to me it's quite egotistical now at the time when i wrote the questions i wasn't thinking from an ego centered yeah i don't think i was but anyway we're going to go for it anyway penny how do you want to be remembered okay um i just want to be remembered as me oh i love that just as simple as that um People, I get people saying to me, oh, you know, you can do this, that and the other and everything else. And at the end of the day, I say, yeah, but I'm just me. You know, I'm nothing special. I'm just an ordinary person. Um, Okay, I'm lucky to have been given the gifts, if you want to call them gifts that I've been given. Um, But at the end of the day, I'm just me. I'm Penny. Um, And that's how I want to be remembered, just as me. Oh, that is absolutely wonderful. But I would also add, you are very, very special. You're a special lady. <laughs> Thank the you, energy, The energy on this interview is brilliant. And anyone listening is going to feel it as well. So, yes, I will probably echo this throughout the interview because you are <laughs> very special. And I'm just loving the energy and what we're sharing and everything. It really is wonderful. So thank you for that. No, thank you. <laughs> now this one this is could be in a child i don't know how we look at this as a child what did you want to be and how close to that dream are you now as a child i always saw myself as being a chef so of course that's what i started off as um and then i would make wedding cakes and that on the side and everything else while i was working for the nhs um so i still love to cook um so there is that aspect of me there 
Um, but I did work. I did work experience in a commercial kitchen and vowed I would never work in a commercial <laughs> kitchen. Um, they put me on the, um, the deep fat fryer. So I was frying fish and, and no, definitely not. Um, so, yeah, so there is still a bit of what I wanted to be as a child still there, but very far removed from anything I could have imagined. Oh, yes, I, could, I can resonate with that. I used to run pubs in my in my youth, as it were, before I had children and I needed to sort of put things into perspective, I used to run pubs. And then I mm-hmm. did the cooking for that. And some of the cooking, yes, I can say, or people used to pay to eat my food, but there was only certain food that you were doing and everything. But yeah. it's quite a learning curve and it's completely different. I love baking, but I have to not do it very often because I eat all the cakes as soon as I've made them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have that problem now because I don't make that many cakes. My daughter has taken that over. She now makes all the birthday cakes and cakes for people and that sort of thing. So she's taken that side of it from me, although she doesn't like normal cooking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's lovely to learn. And it's good when our children take, actually follow in our footsteps because it's not. Yeah. it shows that we've actually been that figurehead that they've thought yes and they want to follow it, which is a lovely yeah. it's a lovely thing. Yeah. Right now we get where are we right, this next one. This is me and one of my passions. Okay. Anyone <laughs> that listens, anyone listens that knows me, they will know I have a few passions. Okay. One of them is crystals, as we yeah. as we have learnt. Another one is shoes, but that doesn't really cover the topics that we're on, but I could talk shoes and sit there and strike shoes, which shows I'm extremely sad and need to get a life. And the other thing I love is books. And I mm-hmm. love books, everything about books. I love to learn and things. So this is me, maybe in a selfish way, putting this okay. question in so I get to learn. Penny, can you name three titles of your favourite books and why you've chosen them, please? Well, as you can imagine, there are crystal books. Yeah. <laughs> so my favourite crystal book, and it's one that I carry around with me, and it's a really good reference book, and that's The Pocket Book of Stones by Robert Simmons. Um, I just find it's got everything in there that anyone needs, and it's small, it fits in your handbag, so it's handy for if you're out and about. Um, so that's my first book. That would be that book. I love autobiographies, um, but autobiographies of what I would call normal people. So not necessarily, you know, famous people or anything like that. So really down to earth autobiographies and to try and pick one of those would be very difficult. Um, I must admit they all have sort of like a topic, whether it be you know, an illness and or anything like that. But I think that is because of my background. Mm-hmm. So that would be my second choice of books. And then my third book, which is a book I started reading the other day, which a friend said to me about, is called Holy Ice. Um, and it's all about crystal skulls. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Um, and it is an amazing book. Um, because I never used to like crystal skulls. I was very much, oh, no. Um, But it took one workshop, one meditation, and for me to be sitting there holding the skull, crying my eyes out, for me to deeply connect. Um, And I do a lot of work with crystal skulls. So that is my latest book that I've been reading, um, Holy Ice. So, yeah. Oh, now that is sounding very, very interesting because I know I've seen programmes all about it. And then mm. then I start to think about one of my childhood crushes on Mr. Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and I start to think, which is nothing to do with that whatsoever, but if I can find a link to it, it's quite good. Yeah, yeah. Is there, when you say crystal skulls, are there certain ones that are like famous that have, that resonate more on things that... There are a number of skulls out there that are famous um, and they're held by certain people. 
Um, but skulls as a whole are, you know, teachers. They hold so much knowledge. And it was always said that there were 13 skulls from Atlantis that were sent around different parts, even out in, you know, to space and what have you. Um, so, yeah, they are, yeah, you can go very deep with crystal skulls. Once they start talking to you, you're hooked. <laughs> well, this, this is getting me so excited. My head is going absolutely ballistic with you sharing that. And when you said the 13 and the thought of being not just of this world and further, yeah. that resonates with some of my guides and everything as yeah. well. Yes, yes, I'm getting <laughs> my back and everything. <laughs> I'm sure there's a very technical term, but I, I don't know what term to use at the minute. <laughs> You use whatever term you're happy with and you feel comfortable with. You, you realise I've got another thing I'm going to become obsessed about, don't you? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll get me all excited about this. Now, do you think you'll write a book on something like that, Penny? My, my guides have already told me that there are a number of books waiting to be written. Um, I've already started writing one book um, and... It is more about my journey and about me. Um, and then there are another couple of books after that. So I have started writing. Now, yes. now that question, it, that's got to be channeled because that just came to me. And I'm, yes, I, 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 I get that thrown at me a lot. Just, just to remind me that <laughs> I need to get on with it. <laughs> But it will be a fantastic book. You'll have to come back and tell us all about it. I mean, I will say now, the connection you and I have, I would love to have you come back if your schedule allows. Oh, anytime, Pearl, anytime. Because, I mean, there's so many topics we could talk about. I'd love for you to be a regular. Mm. So, And I say to the listeners, if you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe to the podcast because then when Penny's come back, you will get the alert every time I add a new episode. So you'll know and you'll learn first that you can listen avidly to what it is that Penny shares with us because it will be brilliant. So I'm looking forward to that. Right, I'm now going to move on because, yes, you've given me some ideas for books. So, you know, (laughs) even more now. Who would you say are your key influencers and why? I've had a lot of people throughout my journey, even as a young child. I can remember as a young child sitting on the end of my bed at night and I must have been about seven. And I used to sit on the end of my bed at night and there was a wardrobe at the end of my bed. And every night the door would open and um, a young boy would come out and sit next to me and we would just chat. And then when we moved house, I just put that behind me because there was family stuff going on. So I just parked that. Um, I've had numerous teachers, mentors that I've been lucky enough to meet along the way. Um, So... And my students and clients, you know, to be honest, if I'm brutally honest, it would be anybody that I have come in contact with from a young child to now. Everybody influences you in some way, whether it be good or bad, but even the bad is good in a, you know, a roundabout way. Um, so, yeah, and I'm, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. That is absolutely wonderful. And I'd say that is probably the absolute best answer to that question I've had from mm-hmm. my guests. And it is, it's like you say, everyone you interact with teaches you something. Oh, uh, yeah. Influences you in some way. And like you say, even if it's good or bad, mm-hmm. if it's good, it helps you get, move forward and you know you're resonating and you're connecting with the right people. If it's bad, it's because you need to learn something and that message is sent because you need to work through it. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Need, you need to think about what, what it is that you're doing at that time and it's obviously not the right thing. And these influences can be animals as well. Some of my greatest things I've had have been with animals. Yeah. Oh, 
yes yes and i think that will resonate with so many listeners mm. well i mean there's times yes when you get into your spirituality and you find that you can sense things i mean we've lost quite a few cats but i swear some nights i can actually hear them purring and they're mm. red with me and yeah I, where they come back and you know and it's it's just that's what they do to soothe you and help precisely precisely and and that's what you need at that time yeah and they've sensed it so they've come back to help you with that yeah I mean I can remember the one cat that was fully alive next to me on the one side and I could hear like um stereo purring but it was a different sound and it was coming from different areas and I think it was her kitten that had come back and was just sharing the space yeah it was lovely yeah Right, then I'm going to move on. This one, this norm, this next question normally causes so it's wonderful. You could do a whole a whole episode just on these questions. But Penny, if you could share a great meal with anyone, alive or dead, what would the meal be and who would it be with? Okay. So my meal would be um sea bass with roasted vegetables. <laughs> And crushed new potatoes. Oh, wonderful. Um, Now, the person that I'd share it with, I don't think they would be enamoured at my choice of meal. Although I've never met this person. Um, This person is my grandfather on my dad's side, um, who I never met because he very sadly passed away just before I was born. Um, And he does come to me now. And we have many a long talk, but to actually be there with him physically yeah. and everything. Um, I, I know that he loves sweet things. So he loved things like donuts and that sort of thing. Um, but I'm on a healthy thing at the moment. So it would be sea bass. Then <laughs> that would be perfect. I mean, that meal sounds absolutely gorgeous. Um, in fact i might do something like that for tea because you give me some (laughs) and to actually this is what i love when i speak to my guests with that question some of them are ballpark out way off answers but nine times out of ten it's a member of the family and Mm. it's someone that they want um a lot of people will say can they swerve it a bit and have more than one meal? Can they have a whole holiday? Can they have a yeah. whole weekend away and just what you could learn? Because yeah. it's, it's that thought. And um, when you think of all the conversations you could have, which is why I always add the meal with it, because I think that's mm. the best way when you relax over a lovely meal and the conversation, it can be really highly intellectual. It can just be childhood memories. It could be anything. But yeah, that sets the atmosphere. Yeah. And it's brilliant because then it is a proper discussion. It's not like it's, a debate because if it's around the table and you're breaking bread, as it were, it's mm, a discussion. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that answer. I'm, I can't believe it. We've whizzed through this. Last two questions. I'm going to combine them because I think it sort of goes hand in hand. First of all, what services or items do you offer for your clients or customers? And also, do you have any special offers at present? Okay. So the services I offer for my clients, um, as I said earlier, when they come to me, a session is a session. Um, and it could last an hour. It could go on for two hours. But it is classed as a session. Um, And so it could involve crystal healing, sound healing. It could involve Reiki, past life, spiritual counselling, Atlantean healing, whatever. Whatever my guides tell me is needed, which I often know a couple of bits before the client actually turns up. Um, it could involve any of that. And it, and it could even involve um, oracle cards because I do um, include them within and I include them within treatments as well. So anything like that. Um, there is always follow-ups. So for a new client, I would contact them 
two days after just to make sure that they're carrying on. And whenever anybody comes to me, whether it be a client or a student, um, they don't get rid of me. I'm there then for life. <laughs> um I'm there they can always contact me it doesn't matter how trivial the question is whatever um my students are great and I teach various courses on various subjects um and when we were allowed to do events as such um I had it so that my students would come along to events with me and whether they did healing or they were behind a stall talking about crystals and selling crystals, um, it gave them the knowledge and the experience that they needed rather than just throwing them out into the wild world out there and saying, right, you're qualified now, just get on with it. Oh, I love that. Um, so, yeah, so that's some of the things I have to offer. Um, as with special offer, as we're coming up to Halloween... There will be, um, at the beginning of October, I will do a special offer on skulls. <laughs> so you will see some things popping up with regards to the skulls and different bits and pieces. Um, I personally don't do much over Zoom teaching-wise or healing-wise. I like to have the person here with me. I like to be hands-on. Um, so yeah, but courses, workshops, everything, they will be starting up again very shortly. Absolutely brilliant. And like I say to all the audience listening, all these connections and links will be put in the description so you know to reach out. And definitely the October specials are sounding very exciting <laughs> already. <laughs> It just leads me to say a massive, massive thank you, Penny. I have loved this interview. I cannot wait to when we get together and just have a chat again because you have so much knowledge to share. And also the amount of synchronicities you and I have. Just from going through here, I can see so many things we have in common. Yeah. It's just wonderful. And just to say a massive thank you for being my guest. Thank you, Pearl, for inviting me. It's been fantastic and it and it's lovely you know just to get out there and talk uh, about what I love to do and yeah the more people that you know I can pass my knowledge and that on to the better absolutely brilliant and you know with this podcast that's what I aim to do and I say to the listeners make sure you come back and you listen regularly because I know that Penny will be a regular and we will learn more and more from her from this so thank you once again no thank you thank you for listening to the pearls of wisdom podcast we hope you have enjoyed the content shared please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions if you would like to support the podcast please follow the link in the episode description if you want to be a guest on the show reach out and let's discuss next steps until the next time enjoy your listening